Hi, you guys. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast, Be True to You, Recovering and Rediscovering Myself Again. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for being here with me. And I'm just going to do a continuation. So it's going to be a little piggyback of my childhood, my backstory, and then I'm going to shift gears into some interesting stuff that I went through in my late teens through early 20s. And yeah, so let's get to it. Just let me clarify from the last episode, there is no such thing as perfect parents. We all know that. And my parents, I know that they did the best that they could to raise me and my siblings. Everything of being raised in a sheltered, conservative, and Christian household, which I am a Christian, I am a believer, I love the Lord, I believe in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross and how important it is to walk with God and pray and love others and read God's word. I'm all about that. With all of that being said, I have no regrets. I wouldn't change anything. You know, when you're a kid and when you're growing up in the household and you know, you're under your parents' roof, there is going to be rebellion. There's going to be some pushback. There's going to be frustrating disagreements as you mature in age. I mean, we don't stay 12 forever, even though we might want to, but you know, it's totally normal. And I had to grow to learn that because, you know, when you are wanting to do different things, like the experiences that I kind of shared back on the last episode, you know, I was kind of going through a period of like, what's happening with my body? Why do I feel this way? And I, and I still feel different things, even at 30 years old. And it's normal. It's life. We go through so many things. There's no such thing as perfection. And to be honest, everything that I've gone through from a little girl up until now, I wouldn't change any of it. I wouldn't change any of it. You know why? Because all of that stuff, whether it was hardship, circumstances, tribulations, struggles, trials, whatever you want to call it, even the good stuff, it made me the woman I am today. And so there used to be a time where I used to be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed to talk about my past and everything that I went through from bad friendships, bad relationships, living the college life. I don't know, just going through work life and being a mom and everything like that. But I'm an open book. I mean, I realized that I have something to share. I have a story. And there's nothing to be ashamed of concerning that. And I'm okay with it because God brought me through all of it. He brought me through all of it and he gave me a voice. He helped me to have the confidence that I need to be able to push through and go about life. And that's why I love to encourage, inspire, and empower women. That's why I want to encourage, inspire, and empower women to stay true to themselves while letting confidence resonate from the inside out. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Life is hard. It's difficult. It's crazy. It's chaotic. It's unpredictable. And we as humans, we have to be ready to shift at any given moment. And sometimes we're not ready to shift at any given moment. We have to just 
either be like, no, I'm gonna just stay here, which is kind of hard to do. You kind of have to go with the flow, but even whether you're ready to shift or whether you're not ready to shift, all you have to focus on is the positivity in life and trust God and to breathe through it all because the Lord is gonna help each one of us through everything that we face. And so I'm thankful for just my my childhood. I, I learned a lot. I learned more in my 20s and 30s than I ever learned in my earlier years. And I'm thankful that, you know, I was homeschooled. I'm thankful that I went to public school. I'm thankful I went to private school. I'm just, I'm thankful for all of it. And God brought me through it. So as I shift from one point to another, I'm going to talk about just kind of my, let's see, late teens to early 20s. Oh my goodness, for a long time, with all of the different things that I went through, it's just been a journey. It's been a journey and I'm not gonna lie, it has not been easy. And sometimes I've questioned like, why am I going through this, Lord? Why am I facing all of this hardship and struggle? I would blame myself. I would feel like, is it me? Is it my fault? Because I've I've gone through so much from difficult friendships, like people I feel like I'll try to make a friend and they don't stick around and I'm the nicest person ever. And, you know, I went through difficult relationship issues like you know with guys coming into my life and even going back in time a little bit you know my mom got remarried and so I had to get used to like a new dad even though yeah he was my stepdad and then he had a son my stepbrother and so even that was a new adjustment so all of these different things that have happened it's just been quite an interesting journey and this scripture that i love so much because i deal with anxiety as well it's been very helpful it's psalm 121:5, which says the lord himself watches over you the lord stands beside you as your protective shade and you guys you know what i rely on the lord all the time all the time he has gotten me through so much And the Lord is patient, he is kind, and he is loving. I'm just thankful to God for everything. But my personality, and it's always been, I love to see other people be happy. And so obviously I'm a happy person, but I'm very down to earth. I'm easygoing, I'm laid back. I do have standards and they're good ones. But as we live through life, you know, we are changing, we are growing, we're evolving, we're developing. And so life doesn't stay the same, but oh my goodness. <laughs> I tell ya, it it's been it's been quite interesting. It's been quite interesting. I'll tell you about one of the relationships or I don't even know if you could call it a relationship when I was being homeschooled and me and my stepbrother were homeschooled kind of together, even though we were like 
let's see, we're nine years apart. I had to take him to a co-op, like I told you in the last episode, and I had to drop him off and, and everything like that. And, you know, as I was going in, I was just so focused on taking him to, you know, where he needed to be. And out of my peripheral vision, I thought I saw this guy that, you know, he appeared cute and I thought he was like checking me out. But you know how you're just you know, in focus mode, trying to do what you need to do. And as I was walking out after I dropped off my brother, the guy's brother gave me a note. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was laughing and I opened the note and it had the other guy that I saw from my peripheral vision and the one that I think was checking me out. It had his name and like his number and to give him a call. And I just laughed because I was like, is this for real? Like, oh my gosh, I go drop off my stepbrother for like five seconds and the guy checks me out that quick. I mean, <laughs> that is crazy. So anyway, I got in my car and I was just tickled as I could be. And oh my goodness, ended up like just that this guy ended up playing on the basketball team that I was a cheerleader for. So the homeschool basketball team that I cheered for, we kind of like grew into liking each other. You know, when you have that crush, <laughs> oh my gosh, you have all the butterflies in your stomach all the ladies, I'm sure you guys can resonate with what I'm saying. And oh my goodness, like I had all these butterflies and I had a major crush on him. And you know, as I was growing up a little bit, I would say it kind of like might have started in fourth grade. I've always been into the bad boy. Like I wanted to be with a guy that wasn't like me. Opposites attract, right? I wanted to be with a guy that just had that swag and cool vibes. And I didn't want to be with like a crazy alcoholic or a guy that did drugs or slept with every girl. Like I just wanted him to have a little, I don't know, just a little badness to him, nothing major. And so that's how this guy was. His name was Chris. He just had that swag about him and he was from the hood, he was from Tennessee, and he was visiting his stepmom and his dad in Virginia at the time. And it was just like history from there. Like we held hands, we never kissed, you know? Like I was telling you about the rules in the previous episode, he would come over to my parents' house and like we would be alone, but like there was no kissing, there was no sex, there's nothing crazy that we were gonna do, no drinking. I think we went to the mall. Um, I went to the mall with Chris and his brother. Then, you know, we went to games, the cheer basketball games, and I think that was it. That's what we did hanging out. But yeah, we were really feeling each other. I think he said he loved me and I felt like I loved him back. And oh my gosh, I was just head over heels. But it was just a lot of like, you know how that guy that just feeds you or tells you sweet nothings? That's how Chris was. He was basically, I'm gonna be blunt, a liar, very manipulative, and I just didn't see it. You know how we ladies, we gush over guys and we are so head over heels and we lose ourselves. Yeah, it, I tell you, it, it was it was interesting. It was interesting, oh my gosh. And it, it seemed like it was forever, but it was just a short moment. And then I think he had to go back to Tennessee to his biological mom and, 
and everything because he was in a gang and there were some issues I think with him going on that I I didn't even really know about and his dad even told me like he lies and stuff so don't believe everything you hear but you know me I was so into Chris anyway he went back to Tennessee and I just felt this connection with him and I didn't want to say goodbye. And so anyway, I thought we were going to keep in touch long distance, but I think he was still kind of like having feelings for his previous girlfriend that he broke up with, I believe, before he came to Virginia, before meeting me. But he went down there, I guess, to reconnect with her. I'm not sure. It's Man, this was so long ago. Anyway, we lost contact and I was like telling my mom, like, I love Chris. I'm going to move down there. I'm going to have his babies. And my mom thought I was completely psycho. She was like, no, you're not. Like, no, you need to let him go. He was not for you. She was just kind of like blunt and like laughed at me and thought I was a nutcase. And I had my credit card, man. I was going to go down there. So anyway, it was just hard because like depression fell on me. I felt unworthy. I felt lower than dirt. I felt like all of this was just not even real. I was what you would call fake in love, okay? Fake in love. Then, I don't know what happened. We were able to reconnect, I think, through social media or he found my number And like, it was like a second chance. And I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe we can rekindle this love and keep in contact long distance because I I believe he kind of like reached out to me and said like he had feelings and I was so happy. And then, I don't know, it seemed like out of the blue, when I called him back on his phone, some girl answered and like gave me the runaround and told me don't call him no more and it was just crazy so anyway i had to accept to let him go and be like this isn't gonna work and it was hard it was really hard i felt i don't know like chris was very special to me at the time and i felt like i loved him and i thought we were gonna have a future and just looking back Oh my gosh, you guys, like, I laugh because (laughs) that's what you call lust. I was not in love. I was in lust. That was quite interesting. Oh my goodness. And so God really had to restore and replenish and rejuvenate my life. Because, you know, when you go through that heartbreak, you feel like you can't even live anymore. You just, you feel... It's it's a terrible thing. And so I'm going to shift gears to the next guy that came into my life. Oh my gosh, his name was Evan. <laughs> oh my gosh, Evan. Evan was what you would call a cocky, arrogant, sarcastic type of guy. He was flirty. He was a joker. I met him at a youth group barbecue. And he was so funny, so like charismatic or whatever. I just was like vibing him and it was weird because he did not seem like my type at all and he wasn't really a bad boy he was more of like a nerd (laughs) oh my gosh but anyway we started developing feelings and he was the video camera guy at my church and I knew one of his close friends and 
We just hung out together a lot, but as I was with Evan, he made me feel very insecure about myself. I have the type of personality, like I said before, I love to laugh, I love to giggle sometimes for no reason. And he would just kind of like, I don't know, he just wasn't vibing that at all. And I felt like he talked down to me a lot in a way. He just made me feel insecure just by the way he would respond to some of the things that I would say because I'm gonna be honest I can be naive and gullible at times and Evan was more mature in that realm and so yeah that was I don't know I just anyway I was just still liking him and we just kind of went out we went different places together and it came to a time where he had to just be like this, you know, he wasn't feeling this. He didn't think this was going to go anywhere further. And he basically like broke up with me. And mind you, I was thinking in my little brain, like this guy was like, I was going to marry him. Like I thought he was my future. And I was like totally taken back because I was thinking, oh my gosh, like I went through depression again. And after we broke up, like I just wanted to reach out to him and be like, what was it? Why didn't we work out? Like, why don't you want to be with me? But I don't think I did because I had to accept that it wasn't going to go anywhere. And so that was very hard because I went through depression. I went through, I guess, some anxiety. I, I feel like depression fell harder on that relationship or whatever you want to call it more so than the first one because at that point like you know when your heart breaks once that's hard enough so when your heart breaks again after the first time it's almost like it's about to be shattered like there's nothing that's going to hold it together and that's where I was and so it was really difficult for me to get over it. But the Lord, I had to trust God once again to get me through, to help me push through, you know, church, reading God's word, being around a support system really helped me. So that was quite interesting. But those two guys, oh my goodness, I learned a lot. I, I certainly did. But um, in the next episode that I bring to you, I'm going to share with you some more about you another relationship that turned into a marriage so that'll be quite interesting so you guys hang in there stay tuned with me i appreciate you so much and i will be back